Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we get into this week's episode of Watch Less, there's no way we could have a conversation about anything without addressing, I guess, one of the hardest pieces of news to come out in 2020. Over the weekend, it was announced that Chadwick Boseman, star of Black Panther, 42, Get On Up, and a number of other projects, passed away at the age of 43 due to colon cancer. He'd been battling colon cancer for four years. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those things where, like, you know, I, when he passed, you think about, you know, you, you really start to think about how uh, somebody's life unfolded and uh the phrase that kept coming to my mind was just crowns for kings like you know this man is when you talk about i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Black actors and, and representation and who is being represented on film. It's crazy to think that he was not only a person who portrayed a fictional king in Black Panther as T'Challa, but uh, to literally play people like James Brown, Jackie Robinson, like it's, it's, it's a real, it's a really tough loss. It's a really tough loss, especially if you really fuck with this acting thing and, you know, just, just movies in general. And just, you know, just from a life standpoint in general, like it's 43, a secret illness, even his closest collaborators and, you know, didn't even know about, it's just a really, really cruel twist of the knife in what's been a cruel year already. Yeah, it's uh, to, to, to see the outpouring of support, not just from the fans who, uh, you know, love saying things like Wakanda forever, but, uh, you know, the, the, his peers and, and, you know, people he's worked with and collaborated with. I, I've, I've, not, I've never heard any bad thing about Chadwick, the person. No. It's insane to see how some of these videos hit, you know, not just your interview with Chadwick and Ryan Coogler. I was going to say. It was it was the week of release when you talked to them, right? Uh, I think so. They, they were in heavy junket mode for sure. You know, I think I right. was like one stop on a million that day. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think when this happens, there's always a rush to like, for people to like post pictures mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, even link back. Like the night of, I saw people like post links to their interviews, which was, you know, I get it, That's but crazy. also a little weird. But I think... Just for me personally, in this case, not only was that like a top five interview for me, just as a you know benchmark for what it represented, but they, you know, there's the clip that we always used to laugh about where they ask how old I am, but they, you know, made me feel really supported and were like genuinely proud to be being interviewed by uh, a young black man such as myself, and it was definitely more of a connection than a normal even in person interview right. you would have with with everyone. So. Uh, you know, I definitely connected with having Ryan Coogler that day, and it was it's really crazy to think about. Yeah. It, it, again, even just thinking about just in its totality, the idea of the 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 journey to creating Black Panther. I was working news at Complex, so I remember getting the report that Coogler was going to be, you know, directing. And, you know, we already had seen Chadwick in Civil War. I believe, or we had known that Chadwick was going to be in Civil War. Like it was something, something, timeline. something like that. But and you visited uh, the site. I, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I went to Wakanda. It was, it was. I was trying to think of the exact time. It was May of 2017. Walking into the the studio, the the, the set. I mean, and uh, hearing Black Beatles playing. I'm like, yo, this is this is different. And I mean, for people, it's the it's. I remember when it happened on screen when I finally saw the film. But it was the scene I saw. I saw them do it 
like 30 times it feels like it was it's the scene where uh ross comes back and sure he's checking out his vitals and everything because he had just gotten you know all injured or whatever and we we see t'challa go up that windy staircase to go talk to uh wakabi yeah. they have their little you know they have their back and forth and it was just like damn that man he, he was in the suit he wasn't doing crazy shit but like my guy, we're sitting there like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I was, I was going through the notes and he was talking of, or talking about how, like what, cause one of the questions people asked was if he had a cooling system in the suit, in yeah. the suit. And he was like, he said, usually when you have, when you have the suit on for a long time, you would put the cooling in it. But because he's working so fast, he's not in the suit like that, like all the way crazy. But I'm, it just makes me think like he was even have to like do all of that, stand in shape, learn lines, all that stuff, and he, what he was battling, because he would have been a year and some yeah, change at that time, based off of when they're saying. So, uh, you know, it's it's insane to think of how much effort and, you know, dedication he put into that role, just that role, let alone everything else that he's done while battling, you know, an illness and going to hospitals. Like, I don't know, just like, I don't, I don't want to hear shit about anything, but Chadwick being that guy. That's That's what a man should be yeah. in society. So uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, you know, shouts out to, you know, all the fans, his family. I believe I just, I'd heard that his, he and his wife had had gotten married before. I'm not sure how many posthumous releases there will be for Chadwick Boseman. It was immediately made clear that uh, Netflix was going to be pushing back. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom it was directed by George C. Wolfe. It was supposed to come out. There was supposed to be a preview event that got canceled, and I know they pushed it back. That's with uh, Chadwick and Viola Davis. There is also a a, a project about Yasuke, a 16th century warrior. They was reportedly attached to as well. That's fire. It's it sounds like again and, like the you know, black version of Last Samurai or some shit. Big facts, no big facts, and it it but and it kind of just rings true to the idea that you know you and I shared when uh when we first heard the news, you know, that, that Chadwick Boseman, despite what anybody thought he was just getting started, his, his, his trajectory, like his peak, he was looking up to his peak at, the, that, at, the, at this and point. And even just reading like the description of this again, you know, quest for redemption and honor. Like he had a really good knack that a lot of actors really struggle with at um, making, you know, decency and, and, and moral fortitude. Cool. Right, right, right. I mean, and again, it, it just speaks to, because I, I feel like a lot of that is just him, you know, being able to, you, you've been in his presence. I got, I got to sit at a round table, didn't get, unfortunately wasn't able to do a face-to-face one-on-one, but uh, being in his presence and hearing him speak, he, he wasn't a guy who just shot off at the mouth. You could tell he was really, he was conscious and he was really trying to uh, make sure that the words that came out of his mouth were the exact things he wanted to say. I don't think he, uh, wanted to put the shine on it like he was just like a good dude man it, it sucks yeah. in, in a year that sucks losing chadwick boseman is terrible if if you can get checked out i've been reading people saying that uh colon cancer is uh it's, it's not easy to get checked out especially if you're uh under 40 but uh, if you can and especially guys and you know frankly especially black guys you know there there are you know stereotypes and stigmas out there about you know black health and everything like that so take your ass to the doctor if you haven't been there in a bit i got i gotta make an appointment myself you know what i'm saying i uh you gotta you gotta make sure that you're 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 in tip-top shape or at the very least you know what's out there and you can you know attack it that way but uh i don't want to you know drag on about you know this uh terrible situation this tragic situation but yeah, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. We'll uh, get into this episode, which was recorded prior to us finding out that news. Welcome back to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about movie and TV culture. This is your boy, Cal, deputy editor of Complex's pop culture channel. As always, the summer man, Frazier Tharp, is in the building. Yes, sir. Frazier, how are you doing, sir? You know, I can't Tenet. see Tenant with Tom Cruise, so. <laughs> you would have went, right? You would have been first on that on that bus, huh? How, I mean, listen, if I'm pulling up with Tom Cruise, you know they already swept the theater. They put the antiviral mist 
in the theater before he pulled up. Wait, what? Is he just a fan of Nolan? Like, how does that happen? Is, are they no, under the Tom same? Tom Cruise is a hardcore, just like cinephile shit. I don't know if you remember this. He and uh, what's his man, Christopher McQuarrie, who mm-hmm. uh, is a famous screenwriter, and he's the guy who's directed the last two Mission Impossible's. Were they linked up randomly? It was like on the Top Gun set, Top Gun mm-hmm. Two, to shoot a super random PSA about like the dangers of motion smoothing like that setting that comes on all the brand new tvs that you know like i'm sure Mm -hmm. we've all like turned that off for family members and shit right the soap opera thing but they did like a like a one minute psa super random once like turn the setting off it ruins the movie so i think he he strikes me like it's no surprise that he's on christopher nolan's wave of wanting to see the theater industry come back in a big way so right you know i think whatever film was was first up in the line he would have supported well i think that just means do we need to see tom cruise and a christopher nolan link up i'm set like that well that's what i'm trying to understand like i know the mission movies aren't warner brothers so you know i I was trying to see if there was some type of like you know we're under the same same umbrella situation but i maybe this is really him saying christopher nolan come fucks with your boy if you're really trying to do this action shit nolan and tom cruise in the film the fuck I'm watching that tomorrow, but we're not, we're not, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say that I don't, a point I think Nolan has kind of moved, like they're two ships passing, like they're both too big to fuck with each other, but at the same, you know, he did have Leo in Inception, so. Right, right, I I mean, it would have to be the most, like, the the most monumental shit ever for your mans to do that, you know what I'm saying? That's like Frasier fanfic right there, Tom Cruise and yeah. You might you might spontaneously combust as the you know the credits start rolling or what have you. Um, but again, th- we're not here to talk about Tenet at all this week. This week we want to, uh, you oh, know, no, I'm <laughs> we we are on a. Uh, it's an interesting time if you're an X Men fan. The New Mutants is out for some reason. I don't know if anybody cares. I don't know if l- the people putting it out even care. But we'll get into that discourse and the future of the X Men franchise after this quick break. Welcome back. It's X-Men time, although it's reluctant because what even is the X-Men currently? I know we we talked about the Iceman rumors with Shia LaBeouf recently on the podcast, and the, 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 the comments were hot. The comments were hot on Instagram, they, but they want Wolverine. They want Shia as Wolverine, or they, they want, want Wolverine news? I think either or. I think they they want to know what's going to be going on with Wolverine under Disney, but a lot of people were saying instead of, or they were hinting instead of Iceman, why not just make Shia the new Wolverine? I mean, size wise, it makes sense. I mean, you watch a tax collector, like you know, he he's able to get whatever type of tone and definition he needs for his body to play that role. I don't know, man. So actually, for this podcast, I, I we'll get into this later too when we talk about the franchise larger. But right. I ran um, Days of Future Past back. Uh, I didn't finish watching it, but it had been the first time I've seen it since like theaters, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is a as a yeah is a ripped dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's, and it's funny because I was watching Swordfish randomly. I saw it was on Netflix, so I queued that up, and that was pre Wolverine fame. And he was still like a like a like a built guy, but you know you can see the difference from like filming that to filming the first X Men when he just probably started ingesting like raw eggs and full chickens and <laughs> right and right. two a days, you know, like he wasn't but, on that know, rock diet. At the, uh, you know, it's he's one where it's like like you look at like Batman health and they recast that, and each time it's like, man, I don't know, like can they move on from Christian Bale and move on from Michael Keaton? But right. Wolverine is definitely one where it's like I can't imagine someone else in that i feel like no one would care if you just put hugh jackman around a whole bunch of new people but at the same time he's getting he's getting old it has to happen at some point yeah you can't i you you can't i mean at at this point with logan he killed himself like he lit like his cat logan literally killed a clone of himself like you you can't there's not much else you can do with the hugh jackman i think you need to it's one and it's interesting I didn't want to get into all this right now, but fuck it. Because if you're a comic book head, you know that 
Wolverine first got his start in a Hulk comic. It was Hulk. It was damn. What was the name of that one? It was it was the whole cannibal. It's like a Sasquatch, but he was in in, in Canada. Oh my God! I apologize. I'm pulling up the cover of the of the the artwork. It's Wendigo. Wendigo. He was this cannibal ass motherfucker that only like they, instead of a werewolf, I think it was this were beast person, and he would try and eat people or whatever. Anyway, that like imagine a MCU Wolverine origin film or like a scene with whoever is Wolverine taking on My a couple? younger. It, like a grizzled, a grizzled Hulk just randomly in the woods in Canada. We need that. Would that would be dope. But, we you know, that. I was going to say that I think, you know, it, Shia doesn't really look the part of Wolverine to me, but maybe that's that's what's needed, you know? We got to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not going to recreate Hugh Jackman. Right. Is what I'm right. saying. So maybe like a... Because, you know, going back to Hugh Jackman, he was always, the if you're like a super nerd who wanted things pitch perfect, he was always too tall. Yeah, yeah, to begin with, yeah. So. Wolverine is a, a a very muscular dude, but also very short. You need someone who's a lot shorter than a you would imagine a, a role like that. But I think, and it just depends. Like you, you don't need the X Men to do a Wolverine film. Like there is, there's so many stories, so many comics of just him, like in like you know random futuristic Japanese lands, being a fucking modern Shogun and shit. Like you could do a lot with with All the. Right. Mar- with the maroon and 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 mustard outfit, like come on, my guy. We're getting ahead of ourselves because I want to do a deep okay. dive into the all the fran- the past franchise. Well, but I guess I, you know the we're here to talk. We're, the peg here is New Mutants. Yes. So um, at press time, neither of us have seen it. We try. It's not for lack of trying. There's no screeners out. I for this I, movie. I I sent an email. I didn't hear anything. I don't know if I did something wrong. Or if they do, because it doesn't even seem like it's been, well, I mean, let's get, I mean, we could get into the story. I don't want to spend all day talking about the, the, the history, but you know, the timeline for producing the film was a lot more involved than other films. I mean, I'll just say, I won't even believe it's out until I've watched it twice. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I have been a dream. It might've been a dream. Like this has been one of the most delayed movies of all time, it was it was one of those situations where you know when COVID first hit too, mm-hmm. it was almost like darkly comedic the way when that fell under the the delay score because at the top of this year we were like oh we're finally gonna get it then a global pandemic hits we we were and it we fucks up uh, the whole theater rollout we were gonna have Shorty on we they we Arya were Stark. We, we were trying to get Maisie because Maisie and Charlie Plummer and a couple of the other stars were set to be in South by. We were one of those things we were angling was getting some time with them. And the first question would be, are you guys even surprised at this? Like, is this really coming out? Like it's been, it's been like like, the biggest problem, the biggest hurdle aside from trying to make, because if you saw the first trailer, the film looked vastly different than anything else in the X-Men cinematic universe. It was more horror. It was very dark. It it, it was, it was very intense for you know, again even compared to dark phoenix or some of these other later films it it it, it had a, a a heavier vibe to it but then disney angled to buy fox and i think that was the biggest thing that that fucked a lot of the game up because yeah. they said they said that there was a point where when when disney finally took ownership and they started looking at it they were like we don't even think this shit is is, is going to do well. What's the point of even putting this out? Limited box office potential was well. The there's quote a couple factors. There are no 100 percent, 100 percent. But yeah, you're right. They definitely like uh, Maisie Williams and Charlie definitely filmed this like in between Game of Thrones season five and Stranger Things season right. two or some right. shit. Again, it's one of those things where it came from the end of whatever Fox was doing as a movie house. You know, they they did they did fail with a number of X-Men films. They also failed with the Fantastic Four franchise. That was the Josh Trank insanity. And I think Right. So you had Trank ruining that and then, you know, you get Josh Boone on this who uh definitely was, you know, blowing up and then yeah, but yeah. hadn't this is another situation where like he's unproven in this field, which right. doesn't always like mean much. Like you look at a homie who directed like Spider Man and stuff like a lot of people come from directing stuff like 
Bolt in Our Stars and other teen genre stuff and can translate that well. Yeah. And yeah. comic book material, but you know, it's not like a, a name to get people excited about. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, the, the the guy John Watts was the guy who directed uh, the, the the last two Spider-Man films, and they when I went to the set, they specifically said they'd seen his film Cop Car, which was mm-hmm. a very small film that starred uh, Kevin Bacon and two little kids acting crazy reckless with a with a cop car. But they like they picked up on the way that he had the kids interacting and right. they wanted that vibe in a home in, in a Spider-Man homecoming teen film. So I'm going to assume they, someone probably saw the fault in our stars. They're like, yo, he knows how to interact with teens on film. Maybe, you know, cause the new mutants are all kids in this fucked up, you know, institution situation. So maybe he wanted, they, they saw something in that dynamic where they wanted him to be a part of that. And don't forget, you know, the X-Men franchise started as Brian Singer's, like, first big break. Right. Like, there's a dope oral history of it that ran uh, earlier this summer where it's, like, you know, obviously he had done Usual Suspects and stuff, but this was, like, his first big budget playing field. Right. And he was, I mean, and he, it was, it was like, it was his sandbox. He would, he would leave and come back and, 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 and kind of, like, I get, because it was almost like course correction at some point. Like, you get Brian Singer hopefully the, the the ship is going in the right way at this point to your point though the franchise that that even stopped proving true like i think right like i said i was re-watching days of future past which i remember being like whatever on in theaters and i felt like it would probably have good replay value mm-hmm. but i just really didn't dig that younger iteration i didn't i didn't like jennifer lawrence as mystique right we had issues yeah i just wasn't really feel like I, a lot of people like first class i wasn't feeling first class but then you know, Days of Future Past is at least dope. Yeah, i i but liked then, first I liked First Class. I i I was not mad at that. It yeah. it 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 gave it as a again as a comic book fan. It felt like the most like there's like X-Men, a scene where they give each other code names. I hate it. Well, it was there was a lot of corny shit in there. It was a lot, of, and I mean they had, Zoe Kravitz was in that right? Like she was in there yeah. for like a half a, lot a of second. Super random shit. In there. It, it it was there were, again. It was very random. That was a very random film. But, but I like I, I like the vibe overall. Well, stylistically, it's great. Right, right. Because it's set right. in like the 60s, I believe. So it has like a really good um, aesthetic. But Singer comes back for Days of Future Past, which is cool. But then he comes back for Apocalypse, Ugh. which should be like this grand thing. Yeah. They, they and it's trash. They shit the entire bed. How you that fuck movie, up Apocalypse? Yeah, especially in a world where like Marvel has everyone primed for like Thanos type bad guys. So they they dropped the ball on that, and then the Dark Phoenix was even worse. Yeah. So they, I think they, once you factor in the Disney sale, mm-hmm. right, it's in this weird position where the X-Men as we knew it isn't even working anymore. Right, right. Well, that's the biggest thing. I mean, it, cause it, and it, it, it sounds silly to even think about it, but I mean, you have to note this is the last X-Men film in the fox series you know and there was a point where there were edits done and reshoots they were they were adding whole characters around the time that disney saw the film and thought it wasn't working they were apparently supposed to have gone back to more of what the original idea was the original thought that josh boone had when he came up with the with the concept again he wrote and directed the film and he sounded very invested in it you know i think uh the king of film twitter actually kept implying that he worked on it that's great. Yeah, I think he did some, I don't know what he did on it, but he was saying that, you know, Josh had a very specific vision Facts. That, well, that they all hoped could see the light of day and, and, the, and not the, a bastardized version of it. I feel bad. I kept saying Charlie Plummer. Char- Charlie Keaton is, is the guy from uh, Stranger Things in the film. I know I said Charlie Plummer earlier. I'm not racist. I'm just, I'm just stupid sometimes. Um, But people were so hyped because it was Maisie and Charlie, you know, two of the Two stars from two of the biggest TV shows oh, that have been going on in the last and 10 Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, like you see her in something horror related. Ex- low key, one of the best scream queens out there right now, and she ain't doing a lot of screaming. When I saw her in Split, excellent. Not so much with Glass, but I really liked her in Split. And also, there's a there's a there's a low key film. Shouts out to. Uh, Collider and Complex alum Aubrey Thoroughbreds that came oh, out. Oh, I like that movie. Thoroughbreds was really fucking good. That was a good really, re- really dark, really a dark, really dark, really dark humor. But but a really a really 
I, I had to sit and take maybe like 15 minutes after and be like, damn. R.I.P. Uh, Anton Yelchin. Facts. That was the last film he worked on, right? Definitely one of them. One. Of, it was. It was within. Them. It might have even released posthumously. It was. It might. It, it was either the, one of the last films he worked on or one of the first ones that came out since he passed. But yeah, and there's a really amazing documentary about uh him and his life as well. If you didn't see it, that came out last year. Actually, shout out to Justin Monroe. He, yeah, we he, got that on the site. Yeah, there is a piece on the site. You know that that talks to some of uh Anton's friends and family about his life. But anyway, totally. I say all this to say Anya, Anya Taylor Joy is one of the she was pl- she set the play magic who is the sister of colossus but she has like sure. she's a whole like sorcerer like the, the 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 whole idea of the hell region and the the like the like essentially like hell for marvel she holds the keys to get there that's part that's part of her you know what's happened what happens to her is she manifests her mutant powers so i was ready like this story to me there's a whole story in the comics where she's down there and she's under a spell and she's running fucking hell and colossus is like shit i gotta get my sister out and they they like have to go into fucking limb it's it's so ill well you didn't think that you were gonna see that i i went on, on the, the big screen again like you you hear me how i'm getting excited i was talking about you are very hyped day. I was telling my son the other day, because I put on Ragnarok, he never really watched Ragnarok, so I had to tell him my theory about how I thought Hela was going to be the death that Thanos is obsessed over in the comics, and we would have seen that in Infinity War. It never happened. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm I'm so into, like, I, these stories, you know, they resonated with me so well that I want to see it, but when I realized that this this was the last film that Fox was working on, I knew, I'm like, I don't, because I don't know, there's no talk of what Disney has planned next for the X-Men. Well, that's a great segue because we know how Disney runs Marvel, right? They run a tight mm. ship. They totally revitalized the whole concept of comic adaptations in film and making them right. almost serialized. Like right. someone even pointed out that I think Endgame was like the 22nd film. So it's like a legit season of television. Facts, facts. I never thought about it like that. But yeah, it's true. It's true. So, you know, you get a film like New Mutants, which is coming off the end of a tw- like an almost 20-year franchise that had been limping mm-hmm. in the last few years, gener- at most generous. And then at that, you know, it's a film that we don't know. We don't even know if there's links to the OG films and New right. Mutants. Right. So yeah. I think it kind of gives... Whatever, whatever they're planning for X-Men, which we'll get into, I think it gives them pause to release this and potentially confuse things right before right. they can move on but at this point you know the people just want to see it it sounds interesting and i think yeah yeah you it, know it, it's it's one one of the biggest things i think is just because at one point it was it wasn't even going to hit theaters it was supposed to hit hulu was one of the one of the rumors and a lot of that was tied into again disney and the fox buyout they got right. a good chunk of hulu so why not you know just and, drop you it know, on there this movie is not Tenant, but it would have been dope to see in theaters for sure. Hell yeah. Hell well, and that's going to be the interesting thing. Like it's technically aside from Tenant dropping everywhere, but where we can see it, this is for America. This is like the first real test of theaters in, you know, a pandemic situation. Cause the, theaters are open in some spots. I don't know. Are, are there any around you? Do people go to theaters anymore that, you know, none are open around me whatsoever, but, People if are New going, Mutants but... is, is leading the charge in America, I see why Tom Cruise is in the UK <laughs> going up on time. <laughs> no, but I think whatever happens, it, it's it's going to be an interesting bookend. I w- don't be surprised if, you know, after... It, 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 there's going to... There, there has to be some conversation just about what the fuck is next. Because you, you, yeah. you, you've shed whatever... With the idea of multiverses, I don't even want to get into that because, like, they've not been. There's no real knowing of like an existing multiverse in the MCU as of right now. So I don't know if that's in the plan. But the because they have X Men and they have the Fantastic Four. I don't know if Marvel plans on rolling them out one at a time. Are they going to try and immediately just con- consume some of these things into? The MC, like, what do you think makes the most sense? All right, well, you already know the drum I've been beating. I've seen people say this after me, but don't forget, I was one of the first people to say this. Okay. And it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. X-Men 
to me is best suited for a TV series. Mm. Yeah. Like, when you think about me, 90s baby, like, growing up on that cartoon. Right. And being, like, a just, like, a casual comic head. Even Mm. I know that the way they adapted certain storylines was actually way better than most of the films did it. And I think X-Men, more so than any other really superhero property, just has, like, the deepest bench of players, like, both, like, good guys and, uh, like, the rogues gallery. And all the different arcs, like something like, you know, I just feel like you're never going to do something like Days of Future Past or Phoenix and Dark Phoenix Justice in a two hour movie. Like they right. have these, they have these really layered arcs mm-hmm. that are very famous and have so many moving pieces that I think would be way, just way better suited to a TV show. Yeah, I think the, the, that wasn't the first dark, was Dark Phoenix the first thing that was on? It was in the first season. No, no, no. They so they did Dark Phoenix. See again, they did. If I'm remembering correctly, and when Disney Plus first dropped, I watched a little bit. Of yeah, a lot of people watched the cartoon. It. Yeah, I, was... I, I, didn't, I didn't get to uh, the Phoenix stuff yet. But if yeah. I'm remembering it correctly, mm-hmm. they did five episodes of like Phoenix, right? And then five episodes of Dark Phoenix, and you know, you mix in like the Hellfire Club and all that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, you need that. You need that. I, I remember think... like the they did like the big four part apocalypse thing where he's trying to like destroy the world or whatever all that shit they did the uh what's the fucking planet that what's his name starts magneto uh, uh ne- was it necrosia genosha genosha they, they, they did genosha stuff they did the space stuff they right. did all types of shit they hit a lot yeah they hit a lot that that hardcore x-men fans freaked out over and i think the only things holding up a tv show obviously is that you know x-men just feels like bigger yeah in a TV show, I guess, and then uh, you know, budget obviously. But I think these days, when we're looking at shows like Game of Thrones, just going back to Maisie Williams, or mm-hmm. even Mandalorian on Dis- keeping it in the Disney Plus family, yeah, like we they're willing to spend movie money right. on TV shows anyway, right? And you could probably, I mean, John Favreau's show running Mandalorian, you could you could get an impact player to have them really mold Facts. the show if, if they really wanted. I think I because I I'm I'm torn because I'm like. I've seen the Phoenix story twice on film. For and, that, that and, last one was the worst. It, it, you have X Men ranking up on the site. That's like, you know, more or less my personal ranking. But, it, it, but, but it, like the first time they tried, it was bad. I thought the second <laughs> time would have been better. And for they got some parts of it right, but the rest is just like, now what? What are we doing? But I, I, I say that, but I know it was it, worse. They somehow made a worse film than Brett Ratner. <laughs> who clearly didn't understand anything from a, a comic nerd perspective and somehow right. even with them trying to get things right yeah. they made like the dullest story imaginable stupid i remember i i because I, I wrote about when apocalypse happened and i was like hey don't don't be surprised if you get that fucking phoenix film this was when the film like the the weekend after apocalypse came out i wrote this thing yeah well you know it kind of ends with her with hinting at that and people were pissed. People were like, no, 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 they didn't show up. But if you like, again, Disney, whoever, I don't say you need to hire me, but here's an idea. Season one of a show, you learn Jean Grey, you learn Phoenix. You don't get, you don't even get Hellfire Club season one. At the end of the, that cliffhanger is like her getting the invite. See, dude, it writes itself. So it's it's much. right there, and, you, and then you don't season even have two, to, you could do a whole season one that's not even with the any kind of Phoenix shit. Right, the, the movies never even got to uh, Mister Sinister, who is it, always one of my favorite. They were building. They were they they Nate and Z Money have longstanding beef of one of them robbing the other of a, like a Mister Sinister action figure in like kindergarten. <laughs> that's how deep it goes. No, that's crazy. I think it's they were trying to do sinister. I mean, one of these days we could have a whole, we could talk a whole podcast on the ways they they hinted like the at little sinister. Easter eggs. The little it, and it was in it's in every film. I think I think uh, Apocalypse had like a had his his government name and there's yeah, something right. Was Apocalypse the one where there was a Wolverine sighting? 
where like yes. he ran out I, yeah. at the facility they had like the dna you saw of, like a lot of mutants from the comics you'd seen they, they had one with his but i think you saw that and then that that dna is what was used in uh the logan film to create all the kids who were like the clones of the different mutants from, bro the from uh the cartoon got into all of the like mystique shit that mm-hmm. the movies didn't even get into and like right. nightcrawler and all of that like rogue you could have so much more fun i you, think you could do 10 X-Men you could do TV 10 show. seasons of a show and you could prop you could have season 1 be meet gene it could be a gene gray show meet gene gray season 2 she, the phoenix powers arise in her while she's also you know getting these hints from the hellfire club you can go to the hellfire club in season three and make that be the real phoenix shift into dark phoenix turning are we, pi- are we pitching here i'm saying I'm Co- like Co- courtney if you're listening i'm just saying <laughs> that's at least three seasons of a show and then it's- and that's that's to be to be fair that's three seasons of a potential show there are Three whole different arcs that you could play around with if you know if you uh wanted to. Right, right. You could do. If, come on. He's like fr- you know th- that would be their third time trying to do Phoenix, right? They we got to do Apocalypse, right? Yes. Yeah. They they have to and and doing Apocalypse right can be a lot of fun because you got to go back because he's ancient. So you got you can go to Africa. You can go through so many different. Just showing an episode of Apocalypse's Reign of Terror. There was a mid TV show that came after the X Men of my generation mm. that I remember kind of just tapping in on. It was like closer to when I was a little bit older, probably like early teens. They did a, uh, they made the cast younger. It was <laughs> like it was a Saturday morning cartoon on like WB or whatever, but definitely wasn't as good. But they did some fun things with plot, and they made like Apocalypse like almost like a season long, like mm-hmm. like the Mummy type shit like uh, they were trying to like niggas are trying to like resurrect him or something like there's just so much so much fun you could have and yeah. we're in a time like you know jennifer aniston came back to tv mm-hmm. on a fucking network that nobody even watches yet <laughs> like facts and, and look at the shoes in the uh, is on amazon like we, you can there's some legends like, out there you can we're so far removed from people being too good right for tv right you can and and like we said budget there's definitely room to get the money you need and the talent you need mm-hmm. to make X-Men pop on a TV series. I think the, the, the only other thing, I mean, if, if Disney doesn't want to go TV again, and I'm, I'm, I'm free pitches, unless you want to, want to pay me. One of my favorite comic books I had, I was talking to about it with a homie the other day. There was the, the collection of the X-Men versus Fantastic Four. It, Cause not only did you have, you had, this was, Young Rogue, I forget who she touched, but she touched somebody, and this is when she was able to fly and do all this other crazy shit. It was, they were in a mysterious land, the Fantastic Four was in a mysterious land, and come to find out, it's Doctor Doom trying to get them to kill each other. It's such an amazing story. We could do do that. Well, I don't really care about the Fantastic Four, so we can't do a whole episode, but Mm -hmm. they are equally people who are begging to be done right, you know, like... The first Doctor Doom was the nigger from Charmed, and then I couldn't even tell you about Josh Trank's Doctor Doom because I fell asleep on that clean. Yeah, I never the got through that film so, either. I can't do it. Sorry. They're they're both properties who are begging to be done right. So I think you know, just in the interest of moving on, I think so. Let, we we agreed that Disney probably isn't going to do TV for characters this big, but yeah. I think the reason that a lot of people are are have pause about. Disney taking over X-Men is because even though the franchise ended mm-hmm. on a really sour note, there's still room for them to have shit like a New Mutants, like something that was a right. stylistic departure. When people look at, you know, it was impressive at first the way Disney ran Marvel mm-hmm. and the MCU. And now I think years removed from that, people are just kind of a little tired of it and a little... um you know, not so impressed with the way that it's kind of just become like a factory. Like, I think yeah. there are really only like, let's say, five, at least off top, Marvel movies that you can name that have like their own distinct aesthetic. Facts. Facts. Like, you- most of them are all good. They're all fun. But it's like, yeah. when you think about like movies that have like flair, that's yes. different from like a, you know, just a, a factory rollout 
jokes, wit, explosion, yeah. things gonna destroy the world. You know, you think of like Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Well, again, know, I, this what, was you know. this was the conversation. I'm sorry, to cut you off. This was a conversation I was having with my son yesterday about uh, Ragnarok. Was because when you really think about the film, the film only does a couple of things. It it gets Hulk back. And it legit it sets up uh, Infinity War. There's nothing else that's really of note in Ragnarok's, but but the fact that you get Thor versus Hulk, you get fucking Tessa Thompson being amazing. Like the the scene where she has the shit that comes down and she like shoot. It, it looks like the fucking robot from uh the RoboCop films. Ed two oh nine. Shout out to old niggas that that know what the fuck I'm talking about. And if you saw that Mads Mikkelsen film that was on Netflix in twenty. 19 i think they stole that same fucking hit where he, he had the the shit on his hands and he was able to to guide the fucking turret guns or whatever and kill all the motherfuckers who was trying to get him i don't I did, know what you're talking about polar polar it came out in 2019 it was that was a film that was based off of a graphic novel as well i don't know if they're making a second one but yeah there was he was like this old grizzled fucking killer dude and he he somehow he had all this fucking artillery and found a way to control the shit with his hands but they it was a scene in ragnarok i it's it's clear as day because i just saw it um where she you know did the same shit but she had like crazy outer space tech but again like for as stylistically amazing as people remember that's what people remember ragnarok for when you actually sit and think like what 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 does that movie mean for the bigger universe it's legit like two things yeah, so I think people look at how they've run the MCU and how it can mm-hmm. kind of be fun but still a little flavorless. Right. And think that, you know, you're not like, I don't love first class, but a lot of people love first class. And I'll admit, mm-hmm. first class is, again, like we said, it's like very stylish. Word. Like, would you get a, a movie that stylish? Would you get a movie that as adventurous as we at least hope New Mutants will be? You know, right. I don't know. It it it, it I, it's just on depending on how they attack it. One thing to note is that New Mutants is coming out as a 20th century film. It's not a Disney film or anything like that. It's it's not listed as a Marvel Studios film at all. So I when I saw when I got the first press release about New Mutants and I saw that I wondered immediately what they're going to do with Deadpool because Deadpool was a Fox film. There's no longer 20th Century Fox because of the merger. Fox took the name, so it's just 20th Century. Are they going to make like PG-13 slash R-rated films that may be like MCU adjacent, but, you know, put it out. Because Marvel has the Marvel Max, or they had the Marvel Max series. That was where uh, people first saw Jessica Jones. Her story was first told in that. It's more of like an adult. They curse, you know, there's more like sexual, you know. It's it's a lot more adult themes in a comic book that you you wouldn't want to put that on the, on the stands for kids to see. They could use a 20th century or a different, you know, subdivision film company to put out some films that may not be the the ultra glossy MCU, but still have ties to it if they wanted to. But, you know, again, it, it's it's hard. We can't prognosticate any of this because they're not saying shit. You yeah, know, it, I mean, it all sounds so- it all sounds great. At the at the very least, people are, are running wild with dreamcasting. So we had the the Shia rumor, the Shia rumor pop up literally out of nowhere. It's probably fake, but yeah. I also saw people say that uh, Michaela Cole would be a dope storm, which would be dope to see. Yeah, that makes sense. That mean you know Michaela Cole would be great. Kiki Lane from the Old Guard. When I spoke with her, she's she's been really adamant, and I think her 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 hope similar to a black panther is not just that you know you get the right person to play storm but you have you know the right woman really telling that african tale because mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a it's a, a storm film could be interesting again if you really go into the backstory of her being a thief in africa and all this stuff you know it it, it really it, it's a really powerful film tv you know. show yeah, or, or TV 20 show. characters that have 20 fucking backstories. Big fact. They might as well. They, and, and, and I don't want to say pad Disney Plus because you don't need that, but stacking a number of... Making X-Men a, soul, like a, a series-based franchise and just seeing Storm and Jean Grey and Logan or whatever the fuck, that's huge. When there's rumors of Kit Harington joining the MCU, people, mm. were, people wondered about Wolverine casting. Turned out, of course, that he's joining the Eternals, but I don't know... He maybe has the look. I don't know if he has the gravitas. No. Jon Snow is not a Wolverine. I'm sorry. 
But, you know, that casting, I can't even, like, is it another unknown? Like, that's a really big piece. I, I would I would hope they go with a, an unknown. Because, I mean, like, I don't want to say Tom Holland was an unknown, but I think Tom Holland is a good example of, like, the type of casting they should be doing for right. these films, you know? Yeah. Someone that a lot of people haven't seen, it, it, it is not just very good, but is also agile and, you know, like, you know, they're, they're really active. I think you need... If you can find people who can act but aren't really known, I think that would I would prefer that than trying to just get the biggest fucking names who haven't been these characters in at least, you know, 20 years or whatever the fuck. All right. So I guess let's close it out then kind of arcing out what it would look like. So you said they could introduce Wolverine in yeah. a Hulk movie, but what is the ideal way to integrate the X-Men into the MCU? Like, what do we want to see? Do we want to see a standalone film? With the group, do we want to see one of the characters come in and one of the established characters' movies, and then you spin out of that? Like, what I, is the most sensible way, factoring in how they have to tell these stories for mainstream audiences, not just niggas like me and you that just, know the ins and outs? I just came up with it. This is this is the scene. Now, I remember, did you you watch when Jamie Foxx was on Hot ninety seven talking about the the opening to the Tyson movie? No. All right, he, he he paints an amazing picture about you know him as Tyson, a young Tyson, da da da, and he gets knocked out, and it's kind of like blah 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 blah, and then like that's where the, the the story you know begins from you know him in the middle of a fight, da 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 da. Scene, standard biopic shit. Go. We're in the in the jungle. It starts in the jungle. Hulk's running, you know, crushing shit. You know, you can tell he's intense. He's, he's something's behind him. He doesn't know what's going on. He's looking in the trees. You see shit darting in the trees behind him before da 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 da. Come to find out, it's a rabbit Wolverine. Wolverine claws out. They going in, you know, five minutes. It, it, it could be on par with Hulk and Thanos at the beginning of Infinity War. Not a total washing, but like five minutes in, crazy shit, crazy shit happened. Good sound effect. Fact. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, again, we pitch it. Hulk gets the better of Wolverine. He, he 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 hits him with a rocket enough to knock Wolverine out. So then Hulk can say fuck this, jump off. And this Hulk is Mark Ruffalo. It's his only appearance in the film. What happens is you hear a fucking what's 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 the plane that they got? The X jet. Yeah, whatever. I forget the. It's, there's a specific name, but yeah, the the, the their jet lands. Charles, the, the fucking door opens up. Charles comes out in the fucking hover, the hover wheelchair, and is like, all right, grab him, da-da-da-da, put him on the shit, they fly off, boom, X-Men. Because that's, that's what Charles does. He follows, he follows the mutants around the world. He, he grabs them, when, you know, and he couldn't have grabbed Wolverine because Wolverine was already too fucking old. Wolverine, like, 300 years old at this point based off, of, you know, his healing factor. But... You get you get the the tie in between the MCU, so we know if Hulk exists here, they exist where Iron Man and Spider Man, all the motherfuckers was. But we're also we're not even worrying about them right now because we're we didn't realize that this covert mutant group is out here, you know, trying to amass a squad so they can take care of the problems that we ain't even seen. Man, come on, come on. There you go. Come on, that, right, and, and so, that could be a movie or a series. Let's go. I mean, so a I, I couple, just one note I have to that I forgot to bring up here. Uh huh. Two notes. Okay. One is, you know, we were talking about stylistic departures and, and different flair. Mm -hmm. uh, the Wolverine. Everyone loves Logan. Yes. Logan is cool. Present company. It's R-rated. Yeah. Whatever. The Wolverine is arguably the best Wolverine film and one of the, probably the most underrated. I really like the Wolverine. I don't go back to it a lot, but I really like that film. The Wolverine is really dope. I didn't and, like the uh, ending is what it is. I wasn't, I wasn't a big, yeah, big fan I of how it you know, but the, the vibes. Yeah. The vibes henceforth. Right. And then, you know, I was talking about an X-Series, and we were talking about who, what talent could run that. Mm -hmm. They're currently trying to get him out of here, and it's up for debate if uh -huh. he deserves it or if there's just bad blood. If, if Joss Whedon survives being canceled... Mm. He wrote a very good one of the few X Men comics that I did read. He wrote a really fun run of Astonishing, oh, okay. and he's always circled the series because I think that he um he wrote a first pass for the first X Men film, mm. which also you know when you when you wrote that scene out of Professor X, that reminded me. I don't know if you read that oral history, but Michael Jackson wanted to play Professor X, which is just. <laughs> 
Like legit, he came into the office unannounced and auditioned. <laughs> Michael Jackson, the man known for dancing, is down to play the guy who can't walk. Uh, can you imagine like a bald Michael Jackson? No, no this is not. The, I. Can you imagine like Michael Jackson on Cerebro? <laughs> like Michael I, Jackson trying to talk, trying to be authoritative to Wolverine. Come on. Yeah, man. can you imagine Come Michael on. Jackson putting some bass in his voice? No. Anyway. Not, not, <laughs> Anyway, okay. Wayden actually wrote a, he took a first pass at a script for that. Mm. The production for that film was a mess. And he only, the line where Wolverine called Cyclops a dick. Mm-hmm. That was his line. The, the only Joss Wayden line that made it. But if you watch a lot of his shows, they're all about, they have like all X-Men vibes, I think. Mm. You know, it was cool to see him kind of apply that to Avengers. But I think X-Men is the Marvel property he's always been best suited to really fuck with that it now you know my man ray fisher is saying that joss wayden needs to be out of here so apparently he's under investigation right now yeah we'll see they're they're, they're checking to see what his card is looking like right now we'll, we'll let that slide i think um that's probably going to wrap it up for this week a lot of x talk if you're an x-men fan let us know at complex pop or twitter or instagram what are your thoughts about the future of the x-men franchise do you see movies are you that what type of shows would you like to see on disney plus from x-men let us know watch less drops every wednesday 6 a.m apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh, i think yeah that's it fuck it i we got it we got to go handle some work for the summer man it's your boy cal advising as always wear a mask stay six feet away from whoever is around you keep that social distance because I want to go to the theaters at some point. It might not be 2020, but at some point I want to go back. So y'all got to y'all got to fix this shit. I I'm going Fran- to see Tenet. Here he go. Tom, Tom Cruise. I'm, go- holler I'm at going Frazier. on my Tom Cruise. Pick him up in, in, in the copter. You know, climb out real quick. Tune in and watch less. Peace. Peace. Watch less is hosted by Fraser Tharp and myself, Cal. Our producer is Taliba Newman. Our associate producer and sound engineer is Jasmine Plata. Our editor is Tyler Boltheis. Our production manager is Chancel Correa. Talent booker is Anthony Allred. Our junior booker is Austin Bailey. Our director of talent relations is Kristen Price Harrell. Senior director of operations is Jen Stewart. Watch less is a part of the Complex Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 